entertained? Are you not entertained? Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. You're listening to the French Press Podcast, where we discuss events from our lives. Welcome to the French Press Podcast. This is episode 277. And it's Tuesday, April 23rd, 2019. I have some feedback from last episode. Okay. Are we, can we go right into feedback? I guess we can. We should mention that Jeff is not here today. Oh, yeah. Just how you were not here last time. But we do have someone to fill his seat. We do. Yeah. And I think we should do that before we get into your, your yeah, feedback. Yeah, true, true, true. Otherwise, the, the listeners are going to be shocked when they hear a third voice. <laughs> uh, so uh, today we have with us a- Ayana Otto. Correct. Um, and she graciously agreed to to be on the podcast for a couple of reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but she agreed to make us some really unique coffee and also uh, tell us about the uh ministry that she's going to be going into mm-hmm. uh very excited about that yeah and i'm disappointed that jeff can't be here because i know he would appreciate the coffee that we're about to to partake of he was the one that i was banking on i know <sighs> no matter what jeff will at <laughs> least want to try it mm-hmm. and he would have and i'm sure he still <laughs> wants to but he just can't he just can't he's too busy eating pineapple in belize yeah but maybe I don't know what all goes into making this kind of coffee. But maybe we can save some, or maybe we can we can try to maybe recreate it ourselves. You could probably recreate it better than saving it. Okay. Is it like a secret recipe? I might make you guys guess what's in it. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I, I would enjoy that. Yeah. I would enjoy yes. that. But Lane, what's the feedback you were teasing? Feedback. Okay. So obviously last week I was gone, and like I I know that the announcement of the date is regularly regularly just horrible and annoying but last week was extra bad like really really bad and i don't think jeff was even going for that i know he's just naturally that way (laughs) (laughs) it's amazing no one is more jeffy than jeff no oh and again that is another reason that we would love to have anyone Submit your own introduction to the podcast, and we'll gladly play it. Mm. Oh, and also, uh, it's amazing that while I was gone, uh, what you guys discuss, like, it was, it was, actually, I should have predicted it, but the one time I'm gone, what do you guys discuss? Spreadsheets. <laughs> uh, and databases. It's, yeah, it's not just a spreadsheet, lady. <sighs> It's a way to organize your life, and or your work, or your or your play, whatever. I just I don't want to use Excel. It's way better than Excel. Uh, when when I think of a spreadsheet, I think of Excel. You should, and that's why Airtable <laughs> Airtable is not a, just a spreadsheet. You're thinking exactly right, but totally which is wrong. why you want Airtable. Okay, very good. Anyway, uh, we did have some other feedback as well. Um, someone Devon Chup. Message to the Facebook page and mentioned that hey he sent some coffee in. Why haven't have, did we receive the coffee? Yeah, we we received several coffees mm. that we haven't tried yet because we've had uh, we've had too much coffee, which is which is surprising and we're very grateful for. It. We love different coffee, and especially when it's a surprise that we don't know exactly what it is like today, or mm. when it's from someone that we're not expecting. Uh, but we've just had enough coffee that we haven't got to it yet. But thank you, Devon, and we will be getting to that. I hear in uh, the next week or two. Yes. 
All right. Um, are you going to talk about anything uh, about your feedback? Did you get any feedback from your plane ride back from Florida? Or uh, don't you want to go into that right now? Sure. Yeah. It was it was weird. Because I want to I wanna listen to that encounter. Okay. All right. This is for me. I went to Florida. Carmen and my, my wife and I went to Florida for a quick weekend. Uh, Carmen's family lives down there or, or some of her family lives down there. And so we left Wednesday night, came back Saturday night, and on our flight back, I saw someone sitting there in the terminal, and it was uh, a listener of the podcast. Wow. And it was someone that I met uh, a couple weeks earlier, no, more than a couple weeks, a couple months earlier, through kind of through work, but... Uh, he mentioned that hey, I listen to the podcast, enjoy it, and he's actually going back to the beginning. Oh my! And and listening to every episode, he just doesn't got to the point where I where I was married. So in his mind, I'm still in, uh, still unmarried. But so wow. that that's how much like it's amazing how much has changed just in. Oh yeah, it's crazy how like our old podcasts are like little time capsules. Yeah, they are. And Ruben, you know, if you keep this on long enough, there'll come a time when someone's listening to back episodes and doesn't know you're a granddaddy yet either. Well, that is true, but wow. I mean, I, don't, man, I never even thought about it quite that far out. But that, I guess that's true. I guess that could happen. Oh, man. Uh, but it was really cool. Yeah, he said that uh, he started listening because of his brother, and his name uh, Justin. I'm pretty sure was uh, was his name. I'm, I'm, if he's wrong. If you're wrong, it'll be months he'll, he finds he'll find out. out. <laughs> yeah, a year from now, <laughs> when he's listening to this episode, when he's still trying to catch up. Um, oh, but it was really neat to to find someone or run into someone that has listen, has gone back to the beginning and started listening to the episodes. And I asked him why does he keep on listening, and he said it's just uh, because it's local is the one piece of the enjoyment that he gets because he he knows the area. He's from mm-hmm. the community here, and he's just interested in hearing about the different happenings in the area. And he does say he does feel like he's one of our friends. Like, And we, we've heard that Good. before. Good. We want people. People are our friends. They are. <laughs> Fans are our friends. Oh. We just don't know them all. Now you get cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So did you have any other feedback, Layton? Uh, I don't think so. No. No. All right. Well, let's move forward. Uh, well, the coffee's getting cold. Yeah. So um, yeah, let let us let us try this coffee. Um, sadly, Jeff isn't here to pour it in his obnoxious way. But you'll do your best. I will try to be as obnoxious as Jeff. And Ayana, what is the name of this coffee? Poe Coffee. Poe Coffee. Yes. Now, and I'll... there is a story behind the name, but not until you've taken a stab at the ingredients. Okay. It looks kind of like a like a latte is what it looks like. It looks like it has some milk in it or some cream. Yeah, it's very um, it's, light. It's sweet. I'm smelling in it. In color. It's got a little froth. Mmm. Mmm. It almost tastes a little bit like tea, like maybe some chai. Yeah. I can, yeah. It's like a a warm frappuccino. The vibe that I'm getting. I was expecting almost like a custardy flavor, and I think I taste maybe a little bit of. I guess that, that's probably the vanilla. Probably the vanilla. Sadly, like I, I'm, I'm gonna cheat a little bit because uh, I, I didn't help make this concoction. Uh, but my first guess, as far as the ingredients, I had to get you a can opener. Yes. Uh, and so I'm gonna guess that it has um, sweetened condensed milk. Yes. 
Ingredient one is correct. Yes. Yes. Okay. We're one for one. <laughs> one down, two to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ruben, you have to take the next one. I feel like I kind of did help pick that one out with a little bit of the, the you, custard and. Uh, yeah, but but I'll, okay, I'll 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 go along. I think. There's there's some kind of a a smooth spice, not not like spice chai. Here, I'll give you a hint, and I, and I really shouldn't do this, but there's there's something on the side here. You like nutmeg? It's no. Uh, before you go too far afield, I did not put any spices in. Okay, no oh. spices. So I'm gratified that it tastes like chai, but I have no idea why. Okay, <laughs> okay. Well, I also and I have to ask: Is the coffee? Special, or can you use any kind of coffee to, to make Poe coffee? Uh, this is the third different kind I've tried using. Okay, okay. It doesn't really. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think we definitely got some milk in it as well. Yes. Okay, by the way, with coffee, you are now two for three. Okay. There's one last ingredient. But, but not, not, so not milk? Not milk. I saw her putting it in, so I'm going to sit this one out. Think of I a thought, very, a very... I thought it was interesting that you were thinking of custard. Yeah. Hmm. Think of a very basic ingredient, like that you would use in the kitchen for other things. Mm-hmm. And not milk. No. Not milk. milk, water. I'm totally spacing. But used for baking. But used for baking. Like cooking and baking. A liquid. Ish. Yeah. I should have asked yeah. beforehand if y'all are opposed to a certain drink that's served at Christmas time. Um, Oh, egg uh, egg yolk, or not egg yolk, uh, eggnog. Yeah, that's the drink. Okay. And there, yeah. Wow. So, so basically, it's like a mixture of coffee and eggnog. And that's why. And that's tastes... how I would describe this. Yeah, yeah. 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 And is this something that that you created, or that over the course of travels that you discovered? Okay, now there is the story in the name, because one morning I wanted cappuccino and I wanted an egg and I was too lazy or too efficient we'll go with efficient to make an egg and make cappuccino and I thought well if you can make eggnog surely you can make cappuccino nog so I started googling this and that and the other well lo and behold way back when in Vietnam times were very hard because of war and fresh milk for your coffee was hard to come by so they would make coffee with sweetened condensed milk and an egg, and some coffee. Now, I did not fully follow the recipe, so I would, I would be a little bit embarrassed to say, this is Vietnamese egg coffee, because I did not fully follow the recipe. It's adapted, and so I renamed it. The start of the Spanish word for chicken, but not the entire Spanish word for chicken, because I didn't want to give it away too soon. Ah. Hence, it is po coffee and not pojo coffee and not Vietnamese egg coffee. I love it. Jeff wow. would have been really impressed because Jeff is a foodie like everyone knows, and he would have appreciated uh, a reinventing of coffee and, and mixing and matching mm. a little bit and making it your own. I do like it. I don't know why, but yeah, it, now I, yeah, I totally, totally do taste it. It does taste like custard a little bit, which yeah. which the eggs and, and all that would. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Can you I fill have... me up again, Layton? Oh, wow. Seconds, huh? I just hope that I have not corrupted the pure tradition of coffee oh, no. for the show. Oh, no, no, this is... <laughs> we can't be more corrupted than, than the show. What we already are. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, wow. Sweet. Well, thank you very much for this delightful 
uh, combination of flavors. Um, po coffee. And is this something that you make once a week or every morning? Well, I tried every morning. I found out my system can't handle that much sugar and that much caffeine. So now it's once or twice a week. Okay, nice. but it, so it's fairly regular then, where you do or where you yeah. do have it. And have you uh, addicted anyone else to this? No, because I can't. I can't seem to find the people who both drink eggnog and drink coffee until today. You guys are the first people besides myself that I've ever gotten to make po coffee for. Wow. So, wow. This so is if cutting you edge special stuff. before, you are now. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you mentioned that you can make eggnog? Yeah. Yeah. I've never just, tried, but... In a, a glass of milk, put an egg in first, and then your milk and some sugar, and whip it up good, and a little eggnog, or eggnog, nutmeg on okay. top, and presto, you have eggnog. I guess I've never looked into trying. I didn't know it was that simple. I didn't either. I thought to make eggnog. you'd have to cook it or, or I thought it was like kind of like making yogurt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, it's just a lot of work, and, you, and it's a big uh, rigmarole. You have to let it sit for a certain amount of time. Yeah. And if you let it sit too long, it gets spoiled. And the only way to make eggnog is with starting with a little bit of eggnog yeah. in it. And just make very sure you beat it up really good. Okay. It ain't no fun to find the egg in the bottom. <laughs> okay, I could, that would be a surprise. I could see that. Uh, wow. So, um, thank you very much for the po coffee. Uh, but the main reason that we had you on is because you're going into a very interesting field. Uh, before we, or a mission field. But before we go into that, I wanted to kind of, I guess, learn some things about you that led you to this field. And mm. so we're going to start more with your background. So like, uh, my, where did you grow up and, uh, what are some of your experiences? Like what are some jobs that you've had? What are mm. some past mission, uh, places, past ministries that you've, um, served in different things like that? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess my growing up years, were probably my first introduction to the idea of dialects within a language, even uh-huh. though I didn't call it that at the time because I was born in central Indiana, started growing up in southern Indiana. So there you've got two dialects. Okay. Then we moved to northern Michigan, number three, out to northeast Missouri, number four, back to southern Indiana, and that's when I discovered that there is a southern Indiana accent. Um, and then up here... And I'm sorry, but there's a Goshen accent, so we're counting five now. Wow. You can tell the difference between someone from Goshen and someone from Napanee. No, no, I'm sorry, Goshen, greater Goshen oh, area. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Can you tell a big difference when someone is a uh, Pennsylvania Dutch speaking person? Like, can you pick it up? Like, late and I, we grew up, at least maybe not late and quite so much. You you definitely did. But can you hear the difference it, between between late and I? That I, I, I guess the difference between us then, because I would have grown up speaking it a lot more than you did yes correct i can hear it but i typically don't think about it mm. not usually because i would say 50 percent or more of my friends grew up speaking pennsylvania dutch and so it it doesn't jump out in the same way that other things do okay mm. but there's yeah. that is interesting wow do you ever uh poke uh fun at maybe movies or when you're listening to maybe an audio book where they're trying to do a certain um, uh, accent but are totally messing it up? Um, 
I probably think about it more if I'm reading a book, especially if they're trying, and I, I promise I don't read many of these kind of books, but if they're trying to um, write a Pennsylvania Dutch accent into English, the uh, effect is often way funnier uh, than hearing it in real life, mm. partly because I'm going, I'm not sure if it really sounds like that. But I never know if it's because it doesn't or if it's because I'm inoculated. <laughs> I see. All right, I got us off on a rabbit trail. So you did. Oh. Normally, did we catch it? Yeah, we did, yeah. Okay, good. Normally I'm the one that, yeah, tries to avoid those things, but not Come not on, today. Stay on track. Okay. Uh, so that kind of tells us, you know, you moved around, but where where have you lived most of your life? Most of my life has been in Indiana. Okay. Uh, yeah. And in, I love I love Indiana. In in this area, in the northern part of Indiana, Goshen area? No. Let's see. It would have been five years in central and southern. Da 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 da. Officially, then from see 2009 until now i've had an indiana address but some of that time has been spent in vs so okay it's, yeah i see i would say I see. probably close to half my life over half my life has been here okay but it's been different communities mm-hmm. wow so still a lot of a lot of moving around if Even you could get inside. a degree, Leighton, in packing a p- cardboard box and packing a U-Haul, I would have a PhD. <laughs> Very good. Wow. Uh, wow. Uh, um, so um, what's the first uh, ministry that you ever served in? Well, when I was 18, I wanted to go to Africa. Okay. Spoiler alert, I've never been there yet. Mm. Um, instead, I wound up going down to Light of Hope Children's Home in Choix, Mexico, and serving as a caregiver with one of the girls' groups there. I look back, and I still can't believe I went down at 19 and mm. was a foster parent. <laughs> a foster think, parent, wow. I think we were all of us slightly crazy. <laughs> uh. But that's that's what happened. How did... I- how did that how did God lead you to that? How did you feel how how did God turn you from Africa oh to my. Mexico? That is a good story. So, when I told my folks that I wanted to go into VS and I wanted to go to Africa, dad asked if I would consider going anywhere else. And I, oh, well, hmm. if someone would approach me and ask me to go somewhere else, then I would. But what I didn't mention is that I was very aware of the fact that we were home churching at the time. And so I felt like the odds of anyone asking me to consider going anywhere else were pretty small. But if it should happen, I would consider it. And Dad very promptly asked if I would consider going to Mexico. (laughs) And my hands were tied because I just got done saying, if someone asks me to go somewhere, I'll consider it. So I at least had to consider it. Wow. And did he have ties to this mission in Mexico? No, but they had come through our area and given a presentation and there was there was something something about what they were doing and their hearts in it that really connected with mm-hmm. him. Oh, wow. Wow. So how many how many years did you serve there? Fifteen months. Fifteen months. Oh yes. okay. Um and in that time, obviously you're down in Mexico, so did you have to learn Spanish? Había una necesidad. 
<laughs> it was a necessity. Uh, okay. So you learned it before you left? I had had, I don't know, two or three semesters in high school. And then I went down, and oh my goodness, God bless the family that hosted me during my first month of language study. There was one evening that the husband came home from work, and I said, oh, brother so-and-so is getting married. (laughs) (laughs) Mind you, he and his wife have been together for 25, going on 25 years. She looked at me, she said, what? I said, I mean, I mean, I mean, brother so-and-so came home. (laughs) A while later, she came, she said, no. Ayana, what were you trying to say earlier? I said, I meant to say he was coming home. I'm so sorry. Okay, she said, but I, I felt really bad. Oh, oh my. Well, I mean, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know what it would be like trying to learn. I, mean, I took Spanish in high school for okay. maybe half a year. But I don't know what it would be like to really need to learn it and be more focused. In high school, yeah, you go through classes and you do try to, I did try to learn, but... If you're going somewhere where you need it to do your work or to do what you're called to, then it's must be it's got to be a lot more intense. I don't know what that would be like to try to cram all that new language into just a short amount of time because it's going to be necessary to use. So I'm sure there were a lot of probably some miscommunications along the way. If you picture what little children go through to learn English, you know all the cute mishaps and all the frustrating whatevers, and then do that as an adult, that's Oh kind of the same difference, which is why I'm a strong proponent of not just trying to learn out of a book because mm. because the people who can do that successfully are very rare and blessed individuals. Mm-hmm. That's not usually how you learn language. So how did you go about learning it while you were down there? While I was there, spending time with people is a big thing. And what is this and what is that? And mm. I heard this word and what does that mean? Mm. And I, I accessed a lot people who were bilingual between mm-hmm. English and mm-hmm. Spanish, and I could ask in English, what did ya mean? Oh, it means now. Okay. No wonder I keep hearing ya popping up everywhere okay. in all kinds of places. Wow. Now. <laughs> that makes sense. Very good. Uh, and, and, like, did were there a lot of bilingual people that there you served were. with? or like? Yeah. Okay, good. That, that gives a lot of... I guess resources mm-hmm. and um, it's a lot of help. Yeah. It'd be hard if like you would have moved down there and there would have been no one else that knew English and then you were just trying to learn from Spanish speaking people. For real. Oh my. <laughs> wow. And so you did that for 15 months mm-hmm. and then you moved back to the States? Yes. Okay. Yes. And that was super hard. Um, they were never my children and yet they had a place in my heart, mm-hmm. and so leaving them was, yeah. I, I am still coming to grips with that in bits and pieces. Wow. Um, but but I wouldn't trade it. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't wouldn't want to change it. Very good. It's, Very good. And so um, what are you, I, mean, I guess you've already done some of it now, but what's the new field that you felt God is, uh, leading you into. Okay, so the new field was Bible translation. Okay. Because there's, oh my, rough estimate would be 7,000 languages worldwide, and about 90% of them, again, rough estimate, don't have God's Word. 
wow. in their language. Wow. Um, flip side of that is that that's about 10% of the world's population because the languages left waiting are the little ones. Um. Only a few hundred speakers or only a couple thousand speakers. Mm. And so they're not, quote unquote, high priority yeah. because you're not going to get a million views of your gospel video yeah. in this language because there's not a million speakers. There's only 10,000. Mm. Or, I mean, there's there's various things. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, Bible translation, how did you find out about that? Oh, my. True story. I had a crush on a guy who was interested in Bible translation. Oh, okay. Evidently, I didn't know him very well because by the time that I decided that I really liked him well enough that I would like to be a Bible translator's wife, found out months after the fact that he was no longer pursuing that. Oh, so wow. much for the fantasies of teenage girls. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it did lead you to something. <laughs> it did, because, because a few months later then in the aftermath of, of leaving, you know, my, my girls and starting to come to grips with that, I, it felt like everything hit the fan, and I didn't know. I didn't know if I was ever going to be okay again mm. and quit being a weepy whaley, let alone whether, <laughs> you know what I'd want to do in a year or five years or uh-huh. whatever. Finally came around to the place where I could stop saying, well, Lord, I want X, Y, Z, and there. That's what I want. And could actually say, well, Lord, whatever you want out of my life, I think I want that too. Wow. And wow. it was into that mm. new openness that I sensed him saying, well, what about Bible translation? Mm. Except all of a sudden it was, would I be? the Bible translator instead of Mrs. Bible translator. Mm. And I waffled for about a year. Um, wow. And So you spent quite a long time just mulling over that, or yes. over the idea of being the Bible translator. Oh, yes. And what were some of the things that were going through your mind thinking about doing that? Or what were some <laughs> of the, like, the obstacles or things that you, you were... Obstacles. Or, or things that were in consideration. Like what, what was going through your mind that you were wrestling with? It's a big commitment. Um, I didn't know specifics at the time, but now, you know, kind of the understanding within All Nations Bible Translation is that you're looking at at least a 15-year commitment, give or take. Um, So if you do that, that's kind of your life, more or less, by the time you get your training and go on the field and do that. It's, and, yeah, so I guess I I was reluctant to... Signed my life away on the dotted line. Wow. And Is that what you did? <laughs> no, I haven't signed any papers yet, actually. Wow. But, <laughs> but spiritually, you have. I mean, you've, you're committed to this mentally. And that's the reality, not just for me with, well, used to be with Bible translation, but for anyone mm-hmm. as a believer, mm-hmm. we have signed our life away. Amen. To mm-hmm. a good father. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Wow. So in the face of that, actually, that was what helped me quit waffling. I was to the place where to go any further, I would have to go public. And the more public you become, like sharing on French press, mm. the, the messier it becomes to back out. Right. Well, you become <laughs> more accountable to those people because they're all aware of your calling. You mm-hmm. do. Um, yeah. And yeah, that's scary. 
it, it is like and, and that's scary for anything like if if i were to say hey i'm gonna start a business doing this everyone would hear that and then they would automatically when they'd see me they're like hey how's that going mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then i would mm -hmm. be all embarrassed of like oh i'm no longer pursuing that anymore mm -hmm. and like you've already gave up on that dream you've already given up pursuing that you know and so it can be a scary thing but at the same time most of the time when when people ask you like hey how's this going for you i heard you're pursuing this uh they're doing it to encourage you in it mm -hmm. exactly. and that's that's very good exactly that, that's the good side of sharing something that you're mm -hmm. thinking of going into or, or mm -hmm. starting out pursuing mm -hmm. uh yeah wow yeah. so i asked the lord if i had to because i was not at all sure that i wanted to and i felt like he said no i didn't and I was just about to be so relieved and go back to planning to have my nice house in Goshen and throw the doors wide open and be a hostess. And I felt like he said, but if you don't, you lose my presence. Oh, wow. And I'll tell you what, after you have tasted close communion with the Lord, mm -hmm. there is nothing worth risking that for. Mm -hmm. I said, okay, Lord, let's do it. And the beauty of it is I have tasted his presence. Mm -hmm. And it can sound harsh, but the reality is that I cannot be with him when I'm going my own way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Can't serve God and mammon. No, not really. Uh, wow. I thought I would try, but... <laughs> <laughs> wow. Fail. So since you have, I guess, committed your life away, you know? <laughs> no, um, yeah. but since you've started... Uh, following this leading, mm -hmm. where all has it taken you thus far? Hebrew school. Wow. And the word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai, saying, Get up, go to Nineveh. So it took me to Hebrew school, took me for Bible training, linguistics training. And as I went along, I thought, Oh no, I'm not cut out to be a Bible translator. And I still feel like I'm supposed to be involved with ABT. And what am I going to do? Okay. Fake it till you make it. But dear Lord, <laughs> but dear Lord, if I can't fake it long enough, would you please let somebody catch me before it's too late? <clears throat> so I finally fessed up to my supervisor. He said, well, have you ever thought about literacy work? I didn't even know what that was. And you I better explain it to us, because I, I don't know either. <laughs> okay, thank you. Basically, what it means is that you walk along, you, you work among a people, but your job is to teach reading and writing, and to teach local teachers who can teach reading and writing even mm -hmm. better than you can, to help develop curriculum for it. And here's the thing, it fits. Mm. It's still hard, but there's not this sense of, dear Lord, I hope I can fake it long enough to make it. It's just There's something that just is right about, mm -hmm. about working in literacy. And it still allows me to be involved in the, the Bible translation and church planting efforts mm -hmm. just from another angle. Mm -hmm. And it means I get to travel all over the place to Canada and Asia and Brazil and Colombia are those places you have been or that you are going to go to? Those are places I have been. Wow. So I would have pictured that you'd have to stay in one place for several years. And see, it all depends on your job description. Okay. Um, because what, what ABT has asked me to do is to be a consultant 
which means that I get to work alongside of the translators who've gone to school and they can actually really do Hebrew beyond just quoting the first two verses of Jonah. And they can really do Greek and church planting. And But if you say, okay, translators, it's time for you to write reading curriculum, they're going to say, oh, no. How did you? Not because they're dumb, but they just haven't trained for it. They've been focused yeah. on other things. And mm. at that point, I can come alongside and instead of saying, okay, it's time to write reading curriculum, I can say, okay, let's look at your alphabet. Now, let's look at which letters are most common in your alphabet. Mm. Let's put those together into a first story in a reader. And we have computer software to help us, which is an amazing, amazing story all its own. Wow. But if you are a computer programmer, God bless you. Ask the Lord where he'd like you to sign your name on the dotted line. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, yeah. That, no, that's fascinating. So, how long? When when did this start? How long ago did it start? Well, I was waffling in 2014, and went ahead and applied just a couple of days after the Valentine's Day blizzard of 2015. Okay. So, right. it's been about about four years in the making. And so, does your like what is normal life like now? Are you? Here in Indiana for three weeks and then out for two weeks, or that's actually a pretty accurate description. Okay, that's yeah. Finishing and up the last little bits of training. Actually, the official required list is done, so now whatever's training is happens is extra. Oh, okay. And then starting exploratory trips because to be a consultant, not only do you need schooling, but you need experience. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's like turning somebody loose with a loaded gun and not enough hunter safety. It's not good. <laughs> so exploratory trips to find out where's the best place to just hunker down on the field in one place for five years and just be and just work mm -hmm. in that one language to get that experience so that, so that I can better serve teams. Mm -hmm. So you probably don't... Uh, know this but how many language how many languages do you expect in a matter of 15 years say uh do you expect to give literacy to you know it depends how many people apply to be translators oh okay. but but at this point i'm working with a team in asia a team in mexico and we'll likely be adding at least one team, probably multiple teams in Colombia as time goes on, and a second team in Mexico. So it, yeah. I mean, just in the last four years since I started, there have been about that many new teams. Wow. And that's just as it gets off the ground. So as it continues gaining momentum, I don't know, but it, it could probably number in the tens, the teens, the twenties. And and this what's the name of the organization again? All Nations Bible Translation. And I'm guessing they have a website. They do. Um all nations Bible Translation dot org. They have uh Explore A B T coming up the end of May. If she said, Now what was she saying? I want to find out more. Come to Explore newsletter. Okay. And there's probably a lot of uh, opportunities there if someone, if this, if language interests someone, there's probably a lot of opportunities for people to help. Yes. 
And the the translation part. So to learn Hebrew, like, is there a special college that someone would go to, or do they have a curriculum that they put you through? Okay, so this is back to that whole thing of how you learn languages. Mm -hmm. um, there are college classes for it, and then there are also college level classes that that function or at least begin to function on what's called TPR. Now, my mom's a nurse, and whenever I say TPR, she says, temperature, pulse, and respiration. I say, nice try, Mom. Because in linguistics, it's total physical response. So, for example, I might say, if I were teaching y'all, I might say, Reuben, coom, coom, get you to stand up. And I might say, Chev, Chev, sit down, sit down. Coom, stand up, sit down, to, to lighten it. Might say, both of you stand up, and both of you sit down. And you go at it sort of like that for about three weeks just to start soldering the connections mm -hmm. in your mind for this new language. Mm -hmm. I see. And from there, then, th this is the course that connected best with me. This is mm -hmm. how it worked. So start there, and then you move into more. Now, this is the grammar. Let's analyze it. Mm. And this is the reading. Let's all read. That was hard for me. I guess I'm better at talking than I am at analyzing. <laughs> uh, no, language is, is fascinating, and I, I, I do enjoy, um, you know, study tools that do translate Greek and Hebrew, but I cannot, I can't imagine learning a new language from scratch, because it, yeah, I just can't imagine it. I was literally so tired one of the first days of that class that on the way home, I could not think. That's, yeah. that's rare. I'm scatterbrained, but it runs in high drive, and that day I was just <laughs> blank. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. So what's, what is, do you know the next time that you'll be leaving to go on an exploratory trip or something on like Tuesday, that? On Tuesday, headed oh. to Mexico. Wow, so we caught you just in time. You did. I thought, well, if you postpone again this week, well. <laughs> we'll just have to wait for a while. <laughs> yep. Um, do you know how long you'll be there? Two weeks. I mean, okay. counting the travel time in and out, but yeah, it's a two-week trip. And you're, you're going down, is there already a group down there? Yes, there is a family in in the area where we're looking at who's been there focusing on church planting for a while, and they're saying, hey, you know, if we really want to take this to the next level, what we need to do is start working in the indigenous language mm -hmm. much more than we have been rather than through Spanish. And we need a Tarahumara. That's the name of the people group. We need a Tarahumara Bible. And we need to teach literacy so that Tarahumara people can read the Bible for themselves. Mm. And they reached out to ABT actually a while ago and said, hey, is there anyone that can come down and help us with this? So we're going down to kind of explore the possibility of that. Wow. So. Oh, wow. Oh, man. Yeah. That's, that seems like a very, a very good work, a very uh, rewarding work, but also it takes a lot of, takes a lot of energy, and it takes a lot of effort. Mm -hmm. Oh, my. And what were some of the, uh, these translators... <clears throat> Like, they had to learn Greek and Hebrew, but then also the other language as well. Yes. Right? Honestly, honestly, if you go as a translator, by the time that you start actually translating, you will likely be on your fourth or fifth language. 
Because, okay, so if you're from within the U.S., you speak English. A number of them actually also speak Pennsylvania Dutch, but mm. we'll just go with English. You learn either Greek or Hebrew, so that's two. Go learn the national language, so that's three. Learn the indigenous language, and you're at four languages. And wow. somehow the fourth one is still hard. <laughs> but <laughs> and you know, do, do a lot of those small, uh, the languages that have fewer people speaking it, do few of them have, or, or few of the people in, the, in those groups know how to read and write in that language as well? Is, is that kind of what you're saying? It varies. Um, Are they like different from, levels from of progression in that? Yeah. Part of it depends whether there's a writing system in that language because okay. not every language has a has a writing system. Mm. But if there is a writing system, mm-hmm. that saves you quite a bit of work, doesn't it? You better believe it. <laughs> like You guys have an alphabet and you rejoice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And, and uh, I mean, I'm sure this has been discussed, and I'm, I'm not, I don't, what are the, the cons or drawbacks to teaching the people, like the communities, Spanish, for example, the ones that the, the people group in, in Mexico, for example? Mm-hmm. Well, aside from the fact back, they'd, have, they'd have to want to learn it, for one thing. They would have to want to learn it. Um, it also comes back to what provides good understanding. Mm. Um, I can speak Spanish, but if I want to talk about things that are really close to my heart, if I want to share dreams, if I want to express to my family how much I love them, it's going to be in English because Mm -hmm. that is my own heart language and it's the one that I understand best of all. Mm -hmm. Um, What they've found is that when you when you work in a second language that people know sort of or mostly but not very well there's there's often these miscommunications oh, okay. happening um and if if we are willing to go in and take the time to learn the indigenous language to learn the indigenous worldview it prevents some of those mm. misunderstandings mm-hmm. well i mean that that makes sense i mean if Let's say the the English speaking people of America uh, didn't know the gospel, mm-hmm. didn't have the gospel, mm-hmm. and um, there was a German missionary that had a heart for the English speaking people in America. Mm-hmm. I mean, we would think that he's kind of ridiculous for teaching us German so that we can understand his Bible. Well, and even I know Pennsylvania Dutch, but no, I, 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 I don't know how to read it very well, and I don't mm-hmm. know the language as well. Like the, the words, I don't know. I don't know as many words, and it would, it would be difficult for me to communicate some of the principles in the scriptures in Pennsylvania Dutch mm-hmm. than it is in English. Yeah, and so even much, yeah, yeah, it would just have it would leave this massive wall mm-hmm. still mm-hmm. kind of there. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if he came over and started teaching us German, you know, it's still not like you said our heart language. Mm-hmm. So, I, I can under, I can see that I can understand that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um. I th- think that's all the questions that I have. What's the most like? What's the thing that you're looking forward to the most? Um. As you go into this venture. Well, you've been been doing it now for yeah. several years now, right? Well, quite honestly, in the short term, I do have visions of settling down in one place 
for the better part of five years and actually maybe being able to get a dog and <laughs> just be in one place uh, whether that will actually work out or not you know but that's that's something I look forward to is being able to settle temporarily <laughs> but there are I mean I'm not saying that you have a bad dream <laughs> like, I'm not saying that but I, I'm just saying. I think both of us would like to speak into it. Yeah, uh, is your dream? <laughs> okay. Having a dog can be can be a good thing, but there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of good things that can come from having a dog. There's also a lot of bad things that uh-huh. can come from having uh-huh. a dog. So I'm not saying that you shouldn't get one, but I'm just saying. Be prepared uh, to have moments of frustration. Oh. Um, yeah. I would suggest that maybe you, uh, you... I don't know if it's possible. Or I don't know if this is available, but if you could rent... Not rent. If you could watch a dog mm. for two weeks, I think your dreams would, would drastically... Here's the thing. <laughs> you probably weren't expecting. I wasn't expecting to be here. Right. Uh, at this point in time in, in the in history, and while you're listening to this episode, you're probably very confused about what's what's happening right now. I'm very confused. I was just about, about to dive. You heard me go uh, start talking about how it would what it would be like to take care of a dog and how it would change your life. Yeah. With he, Ayana, which with Ayana. Ayana is not here. She's not here anymore. She just vanished. I mean, Thirty seconds ago, in our listener, in your life, listener, she was here, right, right beside us on, around this table, and now I don't know where she is. She could be in Canada. She could be in Mexico. But she's definitely not here. She's not here. That's the point. Here's the the, the thing. What's the thing, Ruben? Something happened during the recording process last week. <sighs> it is no longer. Uh, April 23rd, 2019. What? In fact, it's no longer episode 277. It's Tuesday, April 30th, 2019. And this is episode 278. So are we just going to combine these two episodes? We are. And I apologize to the listeners. You noticed you did not get an episode last week. And... um, Atrocities. But they'll get an extra long episode... This week. You will. I don't know what happened. During the recording process, it stopped recording. And I started freaking out because sometimes I keep the recording window open mm-hmm. and sometimes I don't. I, I have other screens on top that I'm not – so I'm not looking at the recording. You're like playing program roulette. Like you're just <laughs> guessing. You're just hoping that it works. Uh, well, anyway, so started the recording last week. It was going – and I may have checked it once or twice, but – get towards the end of the episode where I'm getting ready to like, we're, we're finishing up. I'm getting ready to hit stop record button because mm-hmm. Layton's going through his list of points, points. And, and word of the week, etc. Which word of the week last week was translate, I think. I think you're right. I think that was the word of the week last week. And I saw that the 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 bar that shows the progress of the recording was not moving. <laughs> And my heart, I loved like it. It, it stopped. It, it stopped for a little bit because I thought maybe I didn't hit record at all. But I knew that I had started. I had done a test recording at the beginning because I had listened to it, and so I knew I had. And then uh, after everyone left, 
I went and listened. Like, did it actually even start recording? And, oh. and, and yes, it did. The, rec- wow. the beginning part of the recording was with Ayana, and where it stopped recording was right when we started giving advice about not getting a dog, mm. which is a sad place to stop. I feel like there was a lot of valuable information oh. there. <laughs> Very much so. Life um, experience. The good thing is that itself. really most of the episode was rec- was recorded. Mm-hmm. And the parts that was missed was pr- primarily kind of wrapping things up. Mm-hmm. Um, Man, this is like an insane plot twist. I know. In an episode. This is like... It just got even deeper. <laughs> oh. uh, and what's weird, too, we start off with Jeff being in Mexico. Yeah. And our beliefs... Yeah. Uh, and Jeff's going to join us in a few minutes. Right. And we decided to start without him. because Yeah, because he was just being so late. Oh, anyway, late, Jeff. Some things we wanted to talk about today. Yes. Uh, I want to save the feedback for when Jeff gets here because I feel like he'd appreciate that. Okay. Well, could we at least drink the coffee without him? Yeah. To make sure that he fe- like really feels missed? Yeah. Okay. I'll pour it. And while you're doing that, did you want to hear about my plumbing disaster from la- over the weekend? Yes, really. You know that some people hate this sound? Why? I don't know. I think they're just weird. I'm only going to pour three quarters of the water so that Jeff definitely doesn't get, like, a full cup. Good, good. As everyone knows, I think we, we moved into our new home over the last week or two. You moved, Ruben? Yeah. Into where? Where? Where did you move to? To Belize? No. Oh. Just uh, just another house in town. Oh. A little bit of a... An, in Napanee. In Elkhart. Oh. In Elkhart. I'm pretty sure everyone that's listening knows You this. live in Elkhart? <laughs> where do you work? Who are you? I'm your boss. Oh no! So <laughs> cat's out of the bag. So so saddle up Ugh. or start listening. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think saddle up's the right no the, the idiom I was trying to find. Oh, I have to go get cups. Okay. Well, I'll just I'll tell the listeners about my uh, my plumbing. Just where did it all start? It all started a couple days earlier. Was in the shower, uh, getting ready to leave for work. I noticed that the water wasn't going down as quickly as it normally would. It was starting to, to pool up a little bit. I thought uh, this is a concern, but not something I can deal with or take care of right now. And so it was towards the end of my shower anyway. So I thought, well, I thought maybe it was just my imagination. But uh, as I turned the water off, I realized that no, there's a little bit of water standing there. It's not going down like it should. And but I went to work, came back, and the water had drained. So I thought, well, good, maybe it took care of itself. Those are the the best sorts of problems, the, the problems that I like to run into, the ones that resolve themselves. I'm back. But anyway, I took a shower again that evening, and we were having friends coming over because it was Friday, and again, the, the water didn't go down. No. Uh, but it wasn't, it was just towards the end of the shower. And so, uh, again, I kind of like, I, I couldn't take care of it at that point because we had people coming over. And so I decided I'll take care of it uh, tomorrow. Well, woke up the next morning, Saturday, and things, uh, I probably shouldn't have showered, but I decided, you know what, before I leave, I do, I do want to go shower before I try to take care of this. So I did shower, and it had gotten worse. In fact, before I started the shower, I looked down to see how far the water was down, how low it was in the drain, and it wasn't down very far. It was down probably about six to, uh, probably about eight to ten inches. 
And so I had to shower quickly. And that noise you're hearing is Jeff. He just joined us. I just joined. Jeff, you don't even know this yet, but this is actually a dual episode. Because last week's recording was cut. It stopped. Uh, I don't know why, but it was cut off before we were actually finished recording. I wasn't here. Oh, and the coffee looks terrible now. It looks all watery and sick. Anyway, I'm really close to finishing up my story. Oh. So we, uh, I showered and the water rose again. So it was, it was getting my feet wet as I stepped out of it. It wasn't draining down. And it was only the tub and the shower that was being affected. It wasn't anything else in the house. No toilets, no sinks, nothing else. But I hadn't run into this issue before in my adult life. So, but I knew they, they made things called a Drano and different things that are meant to unclog mm-hmm. your, your pipes, mm-hmm. your house pipes. And so we went to, my wife and I, we went to Lowe's. And this was fairly early in the morning. Like, it was Saturday morning. It was probably around 7.30 or so. <clears throat> but we, I'd wanted to do some house things before I did some uh, of my, my personal work for the day. So have you guys ever bought any kind of Drano or any kind of substance that is supposed to unclog pipes? I've, I've used it. I've, I haven't bought it. Do you have a, a brand that you prefer? It has to be Drano. Okay. No. <laughs> we got some – I've used Drano before, but last time, <clears throat> which was not too long ago. Uh, so this is we, a regular we some, Well, if you have a house full of sisters, the shower will get plugged eventually. Hmm? So if you have a house full of brothers – the shower it's, it's will not never as, get plugged. It's not as... Is that what you're saying? It may get plugged, but it, it's not as likely to get plugged because of long hair getting yeah. caught into the shower drain. It'll probably get clogged by, like, toy cars or... Yeah, because those definitely fit down the drain. Anyway, so <laughs> no this no is a regular idea. occurrence that you've used, and you've used Drano. We've used Drano, and last time we used some high-powered stuff that was more powerful than Drano. It worked very well. Okay. I don't know what it was called, though. Well... Went to Lowe's and was looking at a couple different options, and I saw Drano was there, and I opted for this other brand. These are edible, Jeff. Don't just use it. And I, I forget what the name of the brand was, but it specifically said it was okay to pour into standing water. Hmm. Which which I had standing water. It hadn't yeah. drained down yet, so I thought, well, this, well, that's this, good. this is what I'm going to take. And so uh, it was about $11 for... For sixteen ounces. So was the water how, how going down? To go? Was the water going down at all? Well, very, very slowly. Okay. I mean, over an eight-hour period, it would have gone down. Okay. But uh, very slowly. I also bought a plunger that is meant for a kitchen sink because mm-hmm. I thought, if nothing else, I'll start plunging it down. Even though the instructions did specifically say, do not plunge when you're using this <laughs> substance. Oh no. But I was desperate and I wanted to get this taken care of. Because I had things to do, mm. people to see. Did it stink? Actually, I had people to avoid. Did it smell bad? Uh, it smelled like like eggs. No, no, no. I'm asking like the water. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm telling you. Oh, okay. The, the water. The foam. Like no. the, the... <laughs> I mean, that smelled kind of uh, like a strong cleaner is what oh, it smelled okay. like. And the water smelled like, uh, I can't think what the word is right now. Sulfur? Sulfur, yes. And normally it doesn't. Like when, when it's draining like normal, it there's no smells, but sure. right when we moved in, the first time that we, we that we used the shower, I did smell it, and I thought, oh, no, oh, no, please tell me this is not going to be a problem. And this then is it, just your water smelled like that? Well, n- no, because then after the first shower, it, it smelled fine until it came back up. Mm. So I think it's just from when it sits there, it does start to smell. Anyway. Does your house have a well? No. Yeah, it's city water. Say. We uh, went, went back to the house. The water was still standing. It hadn't drained down. Um, 
And just to kind of test it, we also filled up the tub a little bit to see if it was going to go down there or if it was connected. And, and it was still standing in the tub a little bit as well. So this one, I bought one bottle for bathtubs, and then I bought one bottle that are made for uh, bathroom sinks. So I thought, you know what? Mm-hmm. We're going to take care of this. Um, <clears throat> so I poured half of it into the shower drain and half of it into the tub drain, and I just sat there and waited. And on the instructions, it gives you a graphic of a clock. It gives, like, a picture of an analog clock, and part of it is shaded to where it looks about, like, eight minutes. Yeah. But nowhere specifically does it say how long to wait. So I probably waited about five minutes, and nothing was happening. So I get the plunger that I bought that's made for a kitchen sink, and it won't fit over this, the drain Completely. In, well, over in the shower, but it does in the tub. Oh, okay. So okay. I start plunging. I, I suck it. I pull it, and I push it. And it does, like, draw water and push water. In fact, it starts moving it a little bit in the, the drain mm-hmm. in the shower. <clears throat> oh, wow. So That means, like, results were happening. Well, that's what I was hoping for. Oh, okay. However, that means your blockage was down the line from both of those. Yeah, because it was cycling back. Yeah. yeah. Where do you think this blockage came from? I don't know. Uh, actually, I'm not sure. Maybe hair, but but I'm not 100% sure. Okay. Uh, and I, I was just frustrated because it, it just – it wasn't moving then. Like oh. it, it just sat mm-hmm. there and nothing happened. Mm-hmm. So we probably waited 10, 10 15 minutes. Um, and then like, I went downstairs. There was some other stuff I wanted to do. Went downstairs. I hung some uh, – some uh, not curtains, uh, some, some blinds. Did a couple other things. And stuff like this, I, I, I hate stuff like this. Because mm-hmm. usually, inevitably, it ends up just going wrong. Costing more money, costing more pain, and more depression. And it's just just bad. All around, just bad. It takes longer than it should, and it costs more than it should. There you go. And even then, I probably still need to call someone else up to fix it. <laughs> oh. So I was getting frustrated. Very good. Um, hanging blinds, getting frustrated, dropping screws. I know how that is. Yeah, you helped me do that. Yeah, I dropped a lot of screws. Um, but after maybe half an hour, I was done with the other stuff, went upstairs, and I was, I was praying. I was like, oh, I was praying that please just let the stuff have worked and be down. Went upstairs, and it was down. Uh, hey, not so bad. So we uh, ran the water a little, because the instruction just say like, run hot water, Mm-hmm. to wash it through. So we ran hot water, and it slowly was starting to fill up a little bit again. So I told Carmen, keep on running water through it. I'm going to go back to Lowe's and get more. some more. And we're going to flush <laughs> this system. more. And then I even went and got some kitchen sink stuff as well, because mm-hmm. I thought, you know what, the whole house. Everything, we're, we're going to drain a pipe purge. I we're think going um, full pipe cleanse. I think generally those things Fiber. work best uh, when, the, when the P-trap is plugged. Because that's like the little mm-hmm. hushkadoo pipe right right below it. Because then it like comes into contact with it a lot faster. Yeah. But here you were obviously down the line from it somewhat too. And, and, and it is the stuff that I poured down. This, I'm guessing Drano is too, but it is much heavier than water. Like you can see, it, like it yeah. goes to the bottom. Yeah, it of sinks, the drain. It sinks, but it didn't. It didn't mix with the water. It's like a gel. No. Okay. It was more like a gel. I see. Mm. Yeah. Um, the stuff the stuff we used last said right on the bottle that you're supposed to cover. The drain with something in case there's like an explosion or something like that. That's awesome. Uh, to keep it from like getting That's everywhere. when you know you bought the and right also, stuff. And also, it when says a chance of do explosion. not cover with anything that is made of aluminum 
because mm. it will cause a chemical reaction mm. that is like potentially wow. really dangerous. I would love to try that stuff. But uh, th- this stuff did work, and uh, I'm not sure if it was just my prayer or if it was the chemicals that worked, but it did work. It, it, we have the water is flowing so quickly; I can barely keep the the the, the floor of the of the tub wet. It just like mm. wow. just disappears. It like runs to the drain. Yeah, it like. <laughs> <laughs> Naturally. Naturally. All right, so that's my wow, my, my plumbing story. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's good that you story. did. It's good that it worked cuz the next step would have been to buy one of those uh rotor rooters. Yeah, those rooters that like like you oh, shove yeah. a wire down and it like yeah. you have to stab the blockage. You know, I, and I did end up call I called a plumber <laughs> after the the substance appeared to not work after I dumped it in and waited for some time, uh, but they were not available to come right away. So that was a blessing too that I didn't have to mm-hmm. pay a charge for someone to come. Sure. Yeah. All right. What kind of coffee do we have here? We have some coffee from a fan. From a fan. Yeah. Fan coffee. A should we say his full name or just his first name? Say his full name. His full name is Devon Chup. He sent us coffee. But before we look at where it's from, even though Jeff just looked at it and I did too. I didn't. Good. So where does it take you? Where does this coffee take me? Where does this coffee take you, Jeff? Does it take you to the house that you just bought? I haven't haven't, uh, consumed enough of it for it to to take me. Uh, This coffee is good. It almost has a mocha, chocolatey flavor, but it mm-hmm. definitely—it's not a flavored coffee. Yeah, it's 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 got a really good flavor. In fact, I would—I I dare say—if if a mocha latte or if a mocha could become a coffee, this is what this. it would be. Mm-hmm. This takes me to a uh, cold, wintry day. When you have absolutely nothing to do and you go to the coffee shop and play games with your friends. That's where it mm-hmm. takes me. Mm-hmm. Good one, Jeff. This takes me to a different place, Jeff, because this coffee, I almost can't get enough of it. Like I can, I can almost gulp it. You know, some wow. coffee you just you don't want to gulp because uh, mm-hmm. it's maybe like a, has a sharp flavor. Whoever made it must have known what they were doing. So th- this, this takes me to a warm summer day. Um... Where it's a work day, in fact. Maybe at your house, Jeff. Although I don't think your house needs work. Maybe at someone else's house. Maybe at club. And it's warm. So I want a coffee that I can actually drink, not just sip. Because it's warm. So no sip coffee. And this is where that coffee takes me. It's refreshing. Mm. It's not that I'm depressed about the day of uh, being at a work day. But it's a refreshing, soothing Mm -hmm. moment in the the chaos of the work day. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. This, this is really good coffee. I have to admit, I I would want to taste it with Jeff making it instead of uh, whatever it was Leighton was doing. <laughs> I was trying. I no, was attempting it, to to make it. It's actually really good. It's very a very odd thing has happened. Do you notice this? <laughs> Moses has parted the coffee from the the There's water. Yeah. Separated. Of, so to yeah. those listeners who are wondering what we're talking about, there's an odd thing that so, happened. In a French press. Is if you don't know what a French press is, everyone knows Jeff. Uh, Let's assume everyone knows what a French press is. Well, 
I'll explain it because it's still you need to be reminded of this fact. But there's like there's a a pitcher of coffee, and then you pour coffee into it, and you run a screen th- through the coffee to push it down to the bottom to push the grinds to push the, the grinds water. to the bottom of the water, so that when you pour your cup and the screen stays in there, so that when you pour your cup, it doesn't get grinds in it. Well. It appears that the screen, after having strained all the coffee, uh, has turned into a one-way filter. And water came up from the bottom when we poured our cups, but is not going back down. So there's like um, a divide of already made coffee, and then the screen, and then air. There's a gap. And then the coffee grinds. And there's like a good, I don't know, three-eighths inch of air. Yeah. Underneath the filter, and none of the coffee is going back through the screen, which is really interesting. Have you ever seen that before, Jeff? I have, but I've never seen it like stay. I've seen it like just slowly seep down, and there was like a it temporary air slowly. gap. It could be because of our method of grinding the coffee beans. It was so insanely fine. It took. Uh, we actually ran it through about three different times. Through the through the yeah, blender. like th- yeah. grounded it, grounded. It. And then poured it into the French press, and then mm-hmm. and then realized that oh, there's a lot of bits here that are too coarse. Yeah. Put it back. Put parts of it back in. Mm-hmm. Reground those about three times. It comes from having very fine coffee, very fine yeah. grinds in it. We are uh, going to get a new grinder. We are for use here. Yes, and we're going to get a burr grinder. Um, grind burr, which grinds very evenly. Good. Like because this grinder. Is, it specializes yeah. in having a variety of sizes. Yes. So blender grinders do not work well for French presses, but burr grinders do. But burr grinders are generally really expensive, like is it, $100 is, plus. Is the burr $100 for a grinder, Jeff? But I, I'm not that, done that, yet. That's more than what I'm we not, paid I'm for the French yet. press. I'm not done yet. Okay, go ahead. The but Electric burr grinders are expensive, but hand-operated burr grinders are not. Oh, so are we going to so get a hand? So we're going to get a hand-operated burr grinder. And I'd actually are, just opt for the electric one, even though it's way more expensive. It will take it takes like twenty seconds to grind. That's too for, much for French press. I think that could add That's a lot of good uh, ambient sounds to yeah. the podcast. Yeah, it's like a coffee mill. I feel if, like if we you, have too many. If you're old enough to know what a coffee mill is, that but at is least a those are grinder. relevant. Barely, it, all they are is Jeff making noises with his throat, or <laughs> that are not words. <laughs> that are not words, and and also. Uh, the pouring of coffee. The sounds. pouring of coffee. And slurping. And, and sometimes sl- blotching. That's true. Speaking of blotching. Uh, oh, by the way, anyways, this coffee. The reason we haven't gotten a burr grinder yet is because I am waiting to purchase one from Main Street Roasters to remain loyal to them. They are going to stock them oh, at good. some point this summer. They're our so, sponsors. Yeah. Why don't they just give us one? Well, I'm I'm Did I'm you hoping ask that? I'm hoping that once we go in to actually buy it, they'll say, Oh, oh hey there, French press. Yeah, sure, we'll give you Because every week, we could mention that this is the burr grinder that we bought for ourselves, or we could mention that this was the burr grinder donated by Main Street Roasters. That's right. Oh, Ruben, it's your uncle. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like out of all of us, you probably have the most responsibility. Anyway, Uh, what were you going to say about blotching? Oh, well, I was going to get to the edible Mm. of this week, but I realized then that we still haven't said where this coffee is from. (laughs) The coffee that we made Hold this on. week. It's definitely it's a single origin coffee. I'm pretty sure of that. Yeah. Yeah. I actually saw this. For those of oh. you who don't know what it is. <laughs> As you turned it around, I just <laughs> saw. <laughs> it's from Nicaragua. 
Nicaragua. Nicaragua. Okay, okay. Let's explain the difference of single origin versus blends. Okay. Because, so a single origin coffee just means that it comes from one place, whereas a blend means it comes from multiple different places. Sometimes even blends have multiple roast levels combined throughout them, but that's, that sounds that's gross. less common. That sounds really like. Do you have a preference, Jeff? Too inconsistent. Uh, I think I think single origins tend to be a little bit more high quality. Is that why? But they're not necessarily more expensive, though. Not always. But yeah. I, I you I, can get blend blends that are significantly cheaper than single origins, but most of the time from local coffee shops, they're about the same. I do single origins is, is, is yes is the way to go. Yeah, Costa Rican delicious. Um, and then this Nicaraguan coffee is delicious as well. Mm-hmm. Well, it's from Nicaragua, but... Oh, yeah. T- tell the full story. The full D- story Devon, is... Devon Chup. Devon Chup is a fan that I, I think either dropped off some coffee or mailed us some coffee. Mailed us this coffee. It's f- it's from a coffee shop. It was roasted in in uh, Sturgis, Michigan at a coffee shop called... Or at a, at a roaster. I don't know if it's a... A roaster or a coffee shop, but it's called Five Lakes Coffee. Mm-hmm. It's based out of Sturgis, and it's good. It's really it, good. it's really good. I'm I'm impressed. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how get yourself some. Devon became. A oh, listener. and it's also uh, organically grown. Hey, certified certified. Maybe organic. that's why it tastes so good. Mm. Uh, I don't know the if we know Devon Chop, but, but he knows us. But thank yeah, you uh, for the coffee. And if anyone ever wants to send us coffee, you can either send it to our P.O. box or you can send it to, if you know Layton's parents, you can just send it to their address. Yeah. Whatever. Or if you know one of us personally, you can give it to us as well. But yeah. But there is something exciting about No, going, I won't accept mine personally. There's something exciting to be said. <laughs> about going to the post office and opening up the P.O. box and seeing something in there. Have yeah. we had stuff show up in there? Amazon check and uh, reminders to vote for the local... Whatever. Oh, because <laughs> your vote counts. So hence, I have. I don't check it regularly. Yeah. So it, it has been a few weeks since I've checked it. So it's possible there might be man, something there. There might be some four week old coffee in there. <laughs> oh man, it's like extra fermented. <laughs> I think the chances of that happening are uh, none. <laughs> Maybe at the very um, least, someone could send you drama. Um, um. Hey, I do. I do want to talk. Or no, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. I was going to say we we got some feedback today. Someone uh, requested a connection, and if you're familiar with all the different social networks, you might be thinking a connection. What is a connection? It's well, it's this thing where uh, like something joins gets to plugged another. in. I'm talking about what social network has oh! a connection. Oh, and it's LinkedIn. Oh yeah. LinkedIn. Now LinkedIn was terrible for almost all of my life. You said was. It's actually it's much improved. They're Meaning me- it's not terrible anymore. It's not terrible anymore. Their messenger is actually like actually. Very I've never clean, used their messenger. Nice. Is it? It's much cleaner and nicer than Facebook Messenger for sure. Um, That's not exactly hard to beat. It's not. You, hard you're, to beat. you're right. Anyway, Zachary Webb connected and uh, just said he's listened to listens to the podcast and he's went back to the beginning uh, and and listened to but all. But not of them. the actual beginning. Well, as far as it could go. The lost episodes of the French the press. The lost archives. I want to go back and listen to those, kind of. They, do we, do we even have those anywhere? They should be somewhere. I don't know. I do. I have looked for them before, uh, but not to the ends of the earth. We should, Ruben, 
Leighton, we should I'm not quite sell this, with this at next bag. French Fest. The, the Lost Archives. That's uh, actually a good idea. That's actually uh, no, a really good a idea. Terrible idea. Put them on. Put them on CDs. No, no, no. Think of the money, Ruben. Think and of the sell sponsorships. Them, sell them for thirty dollars a CD. Main actually might give us an electric grinder. Anyway, Zachary Webb, he just thanked us for doing the podcast. He has his own podcast called um, Serious About Tech. Serious About Tech. And he really does do a good job. His introductions are great. Uh, he's also a web developer. And he's still in the school, so he kind of does it, I think, as much as possible. He sounds like he would be like a relative of yours. Because he not... does everything. Does he drive a Ford Flex? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. At this stage in his life, it would be a uh, Scion. A Scion. A Scion. Because yeah. that's what you drove before the flex. Yeah. Hey, uh, I just want you to know, Zach, good things are coming your way. You're going to marry a girl <laughs> who's, who's studying to be an RN. <laughs> um, but no, it was cool to connect with, with Zachary. And, and it was kind of interesting how he did have a lot of the same uh, interests or things he was doing that, that I did you know, throughout the years. Yes. And I'm still doing Right. So, oh, and, if you, and, if you're and, and also, if you ever purchase a house, just really be careful about checking the drains. Yeah. Uh, Check those drains. Yeah, and don't call a plumber too quickly. Speaking of houses. Anything. Don't get a dog. <laughs> <laughs> yes, do, not, do not get a dog. Uh, uh, Jeff, tell us about you. You have some great news, but we do have to wrap this up. Yeah. Are we, so, we going to skip the edible? Yeah. I was looking forward to eating this. Have the edibles. You can have it. Yeah, oh, just eat the edibles. Let's talk about it next week. No, just eat the edibles and talk about it briefly after I'm done. We actually have had this edible before. Are you sure? Yep. Do you remember? Anyway, we had Jeff. them right when they came out. Anyways, um, yeah, so I just, I was late to the podcast today because I was at the bank signing uh, mortgage agreements for Ooh. a new home. Wow, so for, you sold a home? No, I bought a home. Oh. I am in the process of buying a home. <laughs> so uh, I don't know yeah. why it's funny. This is this either. is uh, like like this home is it's in Elkhart. Um, it's wow. close to Ruben, fellow Elkhart churchgoer Brad Mast, right next to his house actually. Mm. Um, Brad has been on the podcast. Yeah, way, yeah, he has. He has way back, way back when. I don't know what episode number, and I'm not sure if it's in the lost archives or the. Uh, the existing archives, mm-hmm. but it's in probably the not in the lost. Probably not in the lost ones. I think I was on, maybe not. Mm-mm. Anyways, so so Luis and I have been searching for a home for probably about a month now, and we were just like, this was home number nine that we looked at. I think. Hold it. Yeah. Did anyone ever tell you how many homes they looked at before they made an offer on a house? Because we talked about it. When yeah. We were discussing. We actually made an offer on. Uh, I I didn't really hear from anybody. But we actually made an offer on the first home we looked at, um, okay. but that one was not accepted because somebody else gave them a better offer. Um, <clears throat> well, somebody else gave them an offer without a contingent home inspection, which was a red flag. So, <laughs> anyways, but we really like the home that we found. It is one hundred percent ready to move in. Like literally, just we can move in it tomorrow. It's all fixed up legally. No, not oh, legally. Okay, that's what I thought. I was gonna but say you obviously as far did not as, read the fine of that The condition record. of the home, the condition of the home is like it's been totally redone, and it was on the market. It was put on the market on Friday, and we drove past it on Saturday, and we looked at it, 
and decided we want to put an offer. We put an offer in on it Monday morning. Our offer was accepted Monday afternoon. And so it wow. was it was like a really quick sell. There was another there was another uh, couple actually also offering play, put an offer on the home. Were they so Mennonite we were, as well? No. Oh. They were they were I'm pretty sure they were Mexicans. Okay. Anyways, so we're super excited, and it's uh, uh, crossed off of our thing, to-do list before we get married. So check. No, I'm really excited about about you moving up there. It's gonna be fun having you and Luis up there. Mm. Are you and Ruben gonna carpool together to work now? No, no. You're not gonna share. There's mm. too many different things. Like I might have a podcast to go to. Well, you gotta share that. Mm. Well, I, I get you know you might go to a prayer meeting in the evening. Oh wait. You guys should share that too. Um, I, I need. I might go on a double date. I haven't oh. even asked. Jeff. <laughs> we might do that. Oh, but carpooling together is just not something that I, I need my time to like unwind. Yeah. In the morning and the evening. The amount. Just pretty quiet when he's driving. The amount of money. Or if he's riding. I feel like the amount of money. I, I, I'm with you on this, Ruben. And I have nothing against you. I would enjoy driving to work with you. I would enjoy the uh, the chats that we would have. However. I just know that in the long run, the amount of hassle... Oh, you got to be driving, not running. <laughs> the <sighs> amount of hassle that would be incurred through our carpooling experience would not be worth the money saved. Yeah. It's true. I can definitely see that there's going to be times when you, maybe your vehicle is getting serviced or stuff like that. But regularly, like, carpooling, I, I, I just don't be really... Prepared. I just don't really want to. If you, you've already made that, like, exception, like... If you're having, you know, some car you know, work on stuff, you know, some mechanic stuff, I'll drive you. Do you realize how much mechanic stuff Jeff runs into? I actually don't. Not anymore? Since I bought a new car, I don't. S- since you switched to the Ford? Yeah. Okay. The, well, Ford, the Ford has treated me well. Yeah, I can't argue with that. All right. You have nothing to worry about, Ruben. What's hey, up? So, so, so. What, the edible? We have about 30 <sighs> seconds. Okay. It was good. It was, it was good. Peanut pretzel, Hershey gold, caramel cream. Hershey's gold. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. It's I enjoyed it. It's a. It's it's white chocolate with peanut butter and peanuts in it, and pretzels. Layton, what's the point? Uh, I only had time to write down two of them, but number one. Well, I, I just came up with another one. It was great having Ayana on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and she left so quickly. It was like in a split second. Uh, and her coffee was really good. It was Poe coffee. Yeah. Uh, but Jeff wouldn't know anything about that because he was gone in Belize. Uh, I was enjoying myself. Well, Point you, number two. You, you can talk about it next week. Point number two. Uh, when Jeff leaves, uh, the coffee is even better. That's <laughs> what I, I actually wrote. I literally typed out. I fully expected the coffee that I made to be like because mm-hmm. it looked really weak and watery. It was actually pretty good. Yeah, and so I wrote down when Jess leaves, the coffee is subpar. That's what I typed down. But that was before before we tasted. I actually it. tasted it. And I was like, oh, it's better. <laughs> uh, it could just be the coffee. That's true. Uh, and then point number three. This is the last point. Uh, Ruben's water smells like sulfur. Hmm. Oh, and uh, point number four. Um, Zachary is just a. Uh, He's a budding Reuben. Well, not a bu- well, yeah, a budding Reuben could be a thing, but it's more like he's just a premature Reuben. Mm. <laughs> it's just like he's like Reuben in his younger self. 
And it's really odd. Do we even know how old Zachary is? He's a junior in high school. Okay. So oh, he's yeah, right on track. He did say that. Yep. What's our He's wor- actually ahead. <laughs> That's true. He was, yeah, he's podcasting and already has, uh, starting to do web development. Yeah. And he already has a Scion. We just we, we just don't know. know. No, we, we just assume that we don't know that. <laughs> We've just confirmed Zachary Webb is not driving a Scion, but it is great that his name is Zachary Webb, and he does work in web development. Oh yeah, he also does IT and that and stuff. But anyway, what's the word of the week? Word of the week is archive. 